This is the chop up, trying to get chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. Um, the next chop is I don't know if we even called Joe Chop anything, but we're gonna call this chop the social chop. <laughs> um, and that is because I want to talk about um uh, like mental health. And we've had similar conversations to mental health, but I think right now is an interesting time to talk about mental health largely because of the changes in the seasons, right? Um, I'm definitely having a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a professor, right, by nature. And I always joke um, about with myself about when I'm going to get my first tears, you know what I'm saying? Especially in the fall semester when it gets earlier, quicker, a lot of things are changing, the environment is changing on top of just the reality of life. And how niggas be struggling a little bit. These kids be out here struggling. They trying to work and take care of their families and sisters and brothers and mamas and daddies got terminal. Like, I've heard it all. And so I got, excuse me, my first tears of the semester three weeks in. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, here's, they've arrived. The tears of the Beginning semester. Beginning of the semester. Exactly. And by the way, it don't matter. Um, gay, straight, man, woman, non-binary, big as hell, little itty bitty, senior in college, first semester, like they all come to you with the boohoos, right? So it's been a lot going on. And just people also in my circle and in my life going through it. And so thinking about um, seasonal affective disorder, which if you're not familiar with that uh, acronym is SAD and speaks directly to uh, the changes that people experience in their moods, um, as a result of losses in daylight, like there's a relationship between a light that's literally outside and how people start to feel around this time of the year, but more broadly, just mental health in general. Um, wanted to just kind of start a conversation about how we feel it. You know what I'm saying? There's so many words, like what's good and how do we navigate our feelings and how do we think about that shit? Um, do you Dominique experience a change in your mood or just, is there a, uh, or like a heavier feeling that happens to you when the seasons change. Maybe it's not like directly sad or, you know, even a, a specific depression like proper, but do you, does your mood change with the weather? Do you get happier when the sun comes out? Um, yes, I, I definitely suffer from seasonal depression for sure. For sure. Uh, like it's, 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 it's bad for your boy. Like I, especially when I lived in like Oklahoma or when I lived in Kansas city, it really, really when I lived anywhere cold, I think being in California, was like the best thing for a nigga because being like dealing with snow and cold and gray that should get to a nigga's spirit man there ain't nothing like seeing green grass and yellow and purple and red flowers and blue skies and like that shit just it it, it puts you in a better mood like looking outside and just seeing sun and you know just niceness and fluffy clouds and all of that type of shit. You feel I mean, me? I definitely think That's... you know. We... My bad, you. My I was cutting you off. No, no, yeah. I, me, I mean, shit. I was getting redundant, I really, but yeah. We left our shit and moved to California. <laughs> so abandoned, abandoned. Because like, it, it was like it I couldn't do it. Yeah, it gets darker earlier here, just like it does everywhere else. But besides that, like when the sun is out, it's green and palm trees and. Because look, you can fuck around and have like. You know, a a 75, 77 degree week in December. My nigga. And be good. I think I was. I mean, and to be clear, we live in Southern California. So, you know, we have December beach days. Like I was legit about to say, I don't really, you know, in proximity to sad, I don't really. But I, I think it's because I moved. Like, 
I got away from the cold gray. Like it's just dark. You know what I mean? Like it's just dark. Like I just want to go home and get to my coffee. But you know, it's it, dark, but you know, in February though, in in Feb. But I will say, like as it pertains to being here, if it, so, what they have is actually called June gloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's where very, very where everybody after everybody else goes through they spring where it rains a lot california don't get none of that shit like it just get real cloudy and kind of cool in june that was because like we actually just started getting like 80 90 degree weather like we got we started getting that shit at the beginning of august (laughs) like are we just now getting hit with i mean i know i got a something warmer on because it's starting to cool down now but yeah it was uh it wasn't really burning up like that out here. So um, I think it's definitely something that we escaped, but it was really something that I dealt with in Oklahoma for sure, for sure. Like when I was in school, um, just having to deal with that cold, man, was just something different. I, just, I don't know. Well, that June gloom shit gets me and where it messes me up is, and I think that, well, I think that's where the seasons mess me up. When everybody else is getting all sunny and stuff like that and they kind of coming out of it and we're not out of it yet. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, it's I'm looking up Houston, I'm looking up New Orleans, I'm looking up all these Atlanta, all these places that's 75, 80 degrees. Yeah, the bay is a different beast. We don't, we don't really the bay is I've actually never been in the bay yeah. and been warm. It's been I've been in the bay in July and for a week. And do you know what the weather was for that week? The highest were 57, 58, 59. That's silly in the middle of July. I was like the bay ain't oh, California. Hell. It's not. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to be disrespectful. It's, but still, like that's wild. Like you and you and Cali, you think the biggest lie ever. And, well, we're but see, it's because when we think Cali, we think we think you think Southern California, you think LA and everything it's, else. It's not where like we at there, yeah. Come down here uh, if you want the the the, the ooh, Toya I'm live, go up there. Yeah, you, because you you go around Toya, you can go to Disneyland and everything else. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, in terms of mental health, though, uh, do you think that niggas do enough of, un- like, trying to understand that to be able to navigate it a better way? Because I think that's something that could just sneak up on a nigga. Next thing you know, you just in a bad fucking mood. You become more susceptible to depression and that type of shit, right? Uh, ask the wait. What? Ask the question one more time. Do I think the question that I ask is: Do niggas navigate it properly? Do you think niggas navigate like in general? Uh, seasonal depression? Nah, like the, the I don't think the seasonal depression properly. No, I, I mean I don't. I I can't say niggas writ large, but I feel like a lot more intentional work should be done. You know, when I say out. niggas, I mean people who just got you. So no, still my answer is no. Um, and that's because I don't think people account for the changes. They just kind of let it happen. You know what I'm saying? And so. Like not really negotiating, I think a new routine or a new way of do biz- doing business or being excited or engaged in certain things as the seasons change is always going to set you back a little bit. And I, I mean, I, to an extent, it's almost only so much you can do because the sun is the sun. Like it is our biggest light. And so when it's gone, the void that you feel can only be a comp- comp- be compensated for so much. Um, mm-hmm. I just I wish I would have done more research on how people with sad kind of deal um, with those types of issues so that I can know how they re- reconcile that shit. But Tiffany, for example, was like, what did she say? I like all 12, four seasons of uh, the cold or fall months almost feel like a mental reset. And so I love that. And that's, you that's tripping. a good way to look at it. That yeah, is a- that's a good way to look at it. 
But I mean, shit. For for me, it's just like I don't like being cold. Period. So you put a, you you feel me? Like I like I I, I just so bro. I'm for going me, to Harvard. Like, I'm going to Harvard in a couple weeks, and I, my most vivid memories of walking around Cambridge, Massachusetts, is looking at everybody like, why don't nobody look like they want to be here? Like everybody, y'all man, live. Here. I don't want to. You be on here, Harvard campus. You around prestige, and and you just all you can think is like, let me get into the next fucking building, please. I, Straight up, Donnie. Uh, the code sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let me see. Malachi says mental health providers aren't even up on how mental health works. I don't expect most people to be knowledgeable enough to navigate how their mental health is affected. Agree 1000%. And I also agree when he said earlier that the mental health industry is complete ass. Wasn't really going to spend a whole lot of time talking about that, but that is a huge misconception when conversations are had about mental health that somebody's telling you to check yourself into a hospital or that everybody needs to be clinicized in order to be legitimate or that doctor's offices, like they do some wild shit, man, to, to people... I heard an interesting story over the summer where a homie of mine ended up in mandatory 48-hour holds, like, because of just just wild shit that it's just, like, literally just but gap you, and lapses in the system. But I think that, but I think we, sh- the, the, when we talk about, like, when we talk about this shit, the focus shouldn't be on the system because an over-reliance on the system is what causes these problems in the first yeah, place. Yeah, but without it, but the system is what, at least in the context of mental health is providing legitimacy right now for a lot of people. And that's the slippery slope they're in and kind of the impasse that niggas are at. Like you need the mental health industry to correct itself and function how it's supposed to, because with that niggas don't get their pills. They don't get their meds. They don't get their letters. They don't get their access to certain resources. They don't get certain shit. And so you have to, I won't say have to, but there are components of your ability to be successive and to navigate systems that necessitate that you be on somebody's register as somebody with a mental imposition. It just fucking sucks because those same systems prey on you. They uh, over-essentialize the experiences of some people because mental illnesses by nature are unpredictable. They assume you can streamline that shit, which means, you know, a variety of ways that they can suck you into those systems and never let you go. Niggas are literally being kidnapped. They coming in needing help and being told that they can't ever go back home again, that they're dangerous to themselves and others. When that's So just the way that shit is diagnosed, you know, and navigated ass. But yeah. it's like, how do you? Yeah, but and, and, and that's why I and that's why I say the legitimacy needs to be less <gasps> with the actual structures and the systems and more with how we as people and communities deal and cope with shit. Because, I mean, the, the focus of the, of the industries and providers their focus is profit. You feel me? Like that's why when we talk about the, it, ain't no. When we talk about any type of healthcare industry, this it's it's always the same. There is no uh, there's no money in the cure, right? It's only it's only, you only get paid with the treatment. So if we look at if we're looking at the healthcare industry and saying healthcare industry provide us with the proper mental health institutions and the mental and and, and the proper uh you know, mental health oversight and everything else and think that that's good. And knowing how complicated and expensive that could possibly be to do shit right. Cause we know it costs money to do shit the right way. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That, mm-hmm. that it, it, that is an unreasonable expectation. Not saying that they, that, that, you know, we're un we're unfair for applying that, that uh, expectation, but we setting ourselves up for failure for as soon 
boundaries we have actually fixing people, you know what I'm saying, or or helping people maintain at their best at you know they, be their number one interest. You feel me? I mean, one thousand percent. That's why a lot of people attribute things like meditation, things like you know. I mean, definitely still having meds, but coupling that with all types of other holistic treatments, changes in diet, like really thinking more about what they put into their bodies in the first place is a more realistic and reasonable way to navigate mental health as a thing. And I, I mean, I think it's absolutely necessary. I just know for a fact and have talked to people who, you know, experientially are willing to do all of these homeopathic um, external to institutions or clinicism proper treatments. But when it's all said and done, their prescriptions are what, make them feel right and whole you know what i'm saying and this is even in a world of misdiagnoses and over medicating and all types of shit my brother in and of himself you know what i'm saying has navigated a lot of misalignments with dosages and this that and the other and it's been a process where he's had to go episodes in order to get the right dose you know what i'm saying but that's what i mean like as much as i don't know because i mean i'm by the, the 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 huh the historical it's complicated it's complicated it, it is. what's, what's I think, you know needed what same reasons you know i i think niggas need better access to health care but then the healthcare system has also been the demise of niggas from everything from pseudoscience that said we weren't even human to you know tuskegee today like so it's, it's always like this right experiments all of that shit it's yeah always, it's always some crazy shit right and but but and and that's why i will go right back to saying that we should not be relying on these industries to explain to us and 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 break the shit down. I mean, because when I talk about representation in terms of politics, I mean that I, I I think in general representation is key. Like if we don't have people that come from our communities that dealt with what we dealt with, that become psychiatrists, that become psychologists, that you know what I'm saying, that become sociologists, that become the type of people that that uh, that become doctors that uh, that walk that walk people through these processes if you don't understand the drama that are not the drama the trauma that created it right the 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 impact of that trauma uh the cultural or the uh how i don't, don't want to necessarily say cultural but the 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 mental health impact of particular ethnic communities like the mental health of being of, of black communities the mental health of latinx communities because it's not the same like what niggas dealing with with the with the police? What Latinx people are dealing with motherfucking ice? You feel me? Even with what white people deal with, and they psychotic psychoness. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all requires a a a more unique understanding. And when right. you got white people attempting to understand, you know, the black perception of the world through a book. You definitely not gonna get the right practices that's gonna produce any type of results. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I mean, you know, I, I believe I believe in having our own institutions. Like you, like you said, you brought up Malcolm X, the ballad in the bullet. Like the whole idea of niggas think black nationalism is about you know being militant and all this other shit, but it's it's literally black people being able to have industries of their own and not having to reach like white people in the United States don't have to reach out to other people or other groups. I mean, they do, but they don't need to, they could just reach out to other white people to get the shit that they need. Niggas don't have that. 
Mm-hmm. And we could we could look at that from an economic perspective when it comes to business, but you can also look at it from a perspective of uh, that's coming from the sciences, that's coming from the medical industry. You know what I'm saying? Not having the people who understand the conditions that shape who black people are. That shit is important. It's unique. You feel so, me? So, it, I mean, it, and its impact can't be understated. Let me ask you this then. Um, therapy. Uh, good, bad, your experiences with it, suggested black people in therapy with white people, like feeling thoughts, reflections, and this is definitely important for the people in, in the chat to chime in on. What have your experiences with therapy been knowing that a lot of it should and needs to be curated for people of color by people of color? Uh, I think I think uh, therapy is. If I mean, if it worked for you, like I think you know, you should utilize. We should all utilize what's available. We shouldn't just completely dismiss anything off of some principle. Um, if it's something that we think we could benefit from, give it a shot. Uh, but you know, I like like we talked about earlier with skepticism. I'm the reason why I took the stance I did on that conversation is because I'm a skeptic at heart. I don't believe shit. Nobody say, and I'm definitely not going to believe some white person sitting there telling me about how I think about the world and trying to frame it, you know, whatever. It's just, it's that it just wouldn't sit right with me. I would have to have a black, uh, a, a black, what is it? Psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, or therapist, whatever the, the person that, the, the person that I'm, that I was, that I'm sitting there talking to, that person has to be a person, a, a black person. They would have to be. I mean, and I mean, yeah, they they would they would have to be. They would have to be, because yeah, it's a level of comfortability that I would get with a black person that I wouldn't get with a white person. He so yeah, right. I have been in therapy situations mostly when I was an undergrad. By the way. If you are an undergraduate student or a graduate student at an institution that you pay your money to, chances are they have free counseling services. So explore those, look into them, take what we say and go find yourself, you know, if it fits for you, uh, a black psychologist or or, or a counselor or therapist or one of color or don't. But go and seek the help that you need while it's free to you. Right. While accessibility is a thing, while you're paying for it every semester. I just want to really lean in and urge people to go. All that damn money you paying on that shit, man. Like, y'all don't go to the gym, and this is me speaking to myself, you don't go to the gym, you don't go to the damn library enough, you don't take your ass to go to therapy when it's available to you and it's free, and then you have to find out about these things the hard ways when you're crunching and trying to milk the benefit out of them as opposed to them being there. So that's my PSA and my commercial for you, is go see what your money has afforded you and take advantage of that shit while you're on them campuses, because once you leave, therapy is expensive. Yeah. It's hard to find. And yeah hard to, you know, I'd rather cycle through six therapists that are just on my campus waiting for me to come in and make an appointment that have to get online and sift through the millions of therapists that are in your area. Like, I tried to look into therapy at the beginning of this year in the L.A. area and in the Orange County area, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to look at L.A., I'm looking Orange County. Neither of those helped. Just, just literally swallowed up by all the posts and all the potential places to look for and go. And so, yeah. take advantage of what you're paying for. That being said, I absolutely see the importance of, you know, receiving black therapy. And I'm not even wanting to be a dissenting voice in that. But I've also heard perspectives, you know, from people who have had black therapists that assume that the lack of objectivity and the fact that niggas feel like they know niggas more and better, 
takes away their objectivity too, their objectivity too. And so a lot of their advice or a lot of what they think they know about their clients is tempered with being black. And so then they kind of over essentialize for blackness, right? They over assume they know them. And so there's no separation. It's like, you my cousin, you my kin, we are similar in ways. And so I'm about to over account for that by assuming I know more about your experience than you. Whereas I've, you know, from my experience, had white therapists who have put in their shit and I had to wonder if it was pathologizing or like, if like, why you want to talk to niggas so bad, but like specified, you know, that African-American clients, right? You know what I'm saying? Specify those things the same way they do for LGBTQ, the same way they do. They say, we specialize in these types of people. We want to see these types of people. I've had therapists straight out, come out and be like, I'm a white person who does well counseling niggas. And so what do you mean by transference, Malachi? I'd elaborate on that a little bit more. Like, what do you feel about that? particular positionality are your skin folk ain't necessarily or don't need to be your kin folk in certain instances right if you're gonna turn it into a buddy buddy session as opposed to being this unbiased listener who is taking it when i'm through it and, and clinicizing it appropriately like i don't need you to use your nigga filter all the time I, sometimes i need you to use my doctor therapist filter does that make sense yeah like you yeah. chiming in with from an auntie perspective and i don't need that i, I just want my shit to be more directly and more right, right. I I need that professionalism. You know what I'm saying? And so I've heard yeah. kind of both where it's just like the lines between that because therapists want to be like, you black, I'm black, I got you. It ends up overcompensating and kind of jumping over some boundaries to where that separation. Cause I tell you from experience with therapy, one of the most liberating feelings is knowing you coming in and talking to a complete stranger stranger who doesn't have who has context for what you're talking about, the situation, your perspective, all of those things. But not so much that you think you have that firsthand experience that speaks to what I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. kind of zoom out and let me take the lead on explaining my shit. Yeah, nah, I, I definitely understand that. I mean, and that, that kind of tabula rasa, you know, you're a therapist, so I'm going to talk to you like a therapist, so I'm going I'm to utilize it. You know, in, in from from a professional standpoint, that's also something that could be appreciated and something something that should be that shouldn't be undervalued. I could I could appreciate that as well. Um, but I guess the last thing I say on it is um <clears throat> I try to because I'm aware that when it gets to these times of, of, of the year that I change and that it's easier for me to get in a fucking mood, I'm weary of that shit. I pay attention to it. I'm I'm I uh I make sure to watch my actions. I make sure that I'm not lashing out doing silly shit like that. You feel me? Uh, but also, for, I also consider myself somebody who I I kind of understand myself to an extent to where I can have those I can have those conversations. That self awareness of of being able to be like, all right, nigga, you need to chill. You ain't got no son. That's why you fucking mad. Calm down. It's gonna be okay. You got some months. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, so, but are you, are you, cause I'm in relationship to the therapy conversation. I'm trying to figure out like, what does that mean for your aptitude to seek out therapy? What does that mean for you to go and find a therapist that is a white therapist or somebody who doesn't have similar experiences than you as you? Well, that's why I said, um, that's why I was saying, um, I, I feel like the conversations I have with myself, uh, flush out a lot of, what I feel like a therapist would, would flesh out. Um, Interesting. So better question then. So are you saying you would not go to therapy that you don't see yourself in that type of situation? Man, I'm, not, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm not saying I wouldn't. 
Um, Let me ask the question for me. I just, Would you seek out there? Yeah. Is there a world where you like that is a good similar to any other type of specialist that deals with my body or my wellness or whatever? That would be a worthwhile track or path for me to go down. Should it be necessary? The same way I will go to an orthopedic doctor or go to a dermatologist or would you go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist for therapy? Uh, why or why not? I would. I would. I mean, it would have to be something that's convenient. I wouldn't like be like, yo, I gotta sit down with somebody to talk to. Um, why? So it's like, why, why, why don't you see yourself being able to say things like that? Because I think that, um, because it's like I said, it's the it's the conversations that I have. Oops, shit. It's kind of my it's the conversations I have with myself. You feel me? Like I, I feel like I don't think I, I don't I, like if I'm if I'm overindulging, it's something that I could recognize. If I'm if I'm underindulging or if I'm being too hard on myself, it's something I could recognize. If I need to take a step back and analyze, I can do that. I don't like I don't uh I, I mean I have vices, but I don't feel like I have the type of vices that would cause me that that I jump to my vices when I'm frustrated or when I'm dealing with something. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be something where I was like, yo, I need to, you know, have this, this person to talk to, or yeah. I'm going to be fucked up. Where, but where I would, like I said, it, like at, at a point wouldn't mind having a conversation is, uh, is having somebody studied and learn like that to help, uh, to help me understand certain things about myself that I, that I really ain't been able to figure out. I like put <clears throat> put a finger on you feel me like, like certain phobias and fears certain weird you know what I'm saying like anxiety attacks that like I don't really know where they come from but it happens you know what I'm saying like that type of shit but it's so it's something that like I, w- I would want to understand from a deeper perspective but not something to where it's like it's an imperative in order for me to be like be straight interesting very very yeah. interesting never say never is what I'll suggest to you yeah, I'm self-reflexive. I'm good. Uh, sure. Um, and then a lot of the, and then a lot of the shit that I don't understand too, I just embrace. Like fuck it. Like, <laughs> like, because who? Because look, because look, because now, because now I hear the nigga coming out. See, I tried to stay all practical and cool and shit, but the nigga coming out now because who the fuck is this person, right? Like, who the fuck is you know what I mean? Whoever is about to pull out this fucking notepad and. I mean, let me in. No, hold on. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Because I, I, I tried to, I tried to keep it in. I tried to be, uh, I don't know. I tried to be cool. But who the fuck is this person? Like, I mean, black people. Yeah, I give like I give them a little bit more credibility because it's easier just to talk to black people in general. And I think that's why I was saying I would prefer a black therapist just because it'd just be easier to talk to a lot of the um, no code switching. They understand uh, a a lot of shit. <laughs> Tiffany said. That's, I mean, that's why I'm like, I'm trying to type though. Where you are not making a caricature of like therapy and of psychiatrists and psychologists and what they do because it's very. I much mean, like this person just pulls out a blank page in a notebook and clicks a pen and is like, "Talk, let me psychoanalyze you real quick." Like, yeah, but it's like, but I also think like it's a it's a personal level of certain shit that I I, I feel like you all right. To nuance it a little bit to where it's not just a caricature. I feel I feel like it's I'm giving someone else 
too much uh, editing power to my psyche. And it's something that I could be, it's something that I need to, it, it could be something that I need to understand about myself. That means one thing, but this third party comes in and tell me that it means X based off of their experience. And that could be wrong. I don't think therapists do a lot and they help you, they help you come to conclusions about your shit. They allow for you to kind of engage in affirmations about what you were figuring about yourself or trying to figure out about yourself. But I also think it's a huge misconception that you go in like, cause sometimes you are diagnosed with things because there is a way to clinicize those things. But what I'm talking about in terms of therapy and not straight up psychiatry. Yeah. We're talking about therapy. Yeah. You talking through shit to where you like, you say something, you like, Oh damn. Like their job is to get you to, understand to see to change perception to identify shit like their job is not to be like so you know that makes you, you know you tripping right or you know you you know what i'm saying like i don't necessarily know that that is their task or their job a job i've never been in a therapy session that's like i've heard enough for the last 30 minutes you talked about this and this is my conclusion on what your issue is i've only ever been in experiences are like okay so what i think you should do is maybe explore and come to conclusive statements like you come to conclusive statements about why you feel about this but here's some things you can sh- should consider this this, and that and this. so i'm not gonna make you take nothing but here's a way to kind of paint some of what you see so that you are not so narrow or monolithically looking at this thing that you can't account for some other possibilities no, I mean, I don't I don't think that what I was saying was was trying to well, I didn't mean to paint it as like this monolithic understanding of this is what therapy is. This, well, no, I'm saying, saying that, you're, you're that's my concern. You're, that's you're my concern. concern is that somebody looks at you and says, Damo, you have been thinking like this. You know yourself better than anybody else or so you think. But now that I've heard your situations and your the specificity of your issues. <laughs> here's another component of your psyche or here's what you really doing or here's who you really are that you haven't thought about yet. And I just don't think that that is the goal, purpose, intention, or deployment of a lot I mean, of people. Yeah, but it's just like, go to see yeah, it. it's just like the doc, like it's, a, it's every doctor's job to save a life, but you got some shitty doctors and you got some doctors who let motherfuckers die or don't do their job properly or aren't as qualified as they think they are. Sure. And, 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 and this is, and this is why, I'm skeptical of, of 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 skepticism. Even when we was talking about the earlier topic, is it's just that the worst case scenario, right? Like that's what that's where my my mind goes to. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mind goes. Uh, Tiffany said. Uh, so to sum up, Damo, you're mentally private and don't trust people. I really don't. I, I, I really, mean, like, thank you, sir. I really don't. Thank you, Tiffany. I really don't. I have I have trust issues like a motherfucker. Like I trust my wife. I trust my family. But like, I mean, I trust Toya. Uh, but I trust her so far though, because like she, Toya could be sneaky. Um, when? But see, that's something I, a sneaky well, person would say. On the internet, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I, I am. I, I am more private. Uh, I, I'm. I'm more. I'm. I'm more bottle. I got. Yeah. I, I. I don't trust people. I don't want a nigga in my mind. I, just, I don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the truth comes out. Dominique specifically. There's nothing wrong with the field writ large. Dominique specifically just don't want a nigga in his mind pushing no buttons. Or moving yeah. Around. I, yeah, I don't. I so, don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, well, <laughs> well, well, I was going to say something that was really, that really didn't matter. Like, I was going to say something about they life. Like, I was going to be like, uh, 
I was gonna be like, you know, what if he all fucked up? Like, you know, he do shit, you know what I'm saying, that we don't know, but that, that's people though, and that that that's unfair. Exactly. Like, just because you was, you know, that's why I stopped myself. See, you see how I can do that? I'm impressed. I got a, I got a fast brain. Like I think through a whole bunch of shit real quick and I come to quick decisions. You feel I mean, me? See, Let's get to these comments. <laughs> definitely have trust issues too. Not sure if it's an issue to be real. Pretty feels pretty reasonable considering reality. Yeah. I mean, people are fucking shady characters and you know, but I think that's what makes me feel better about dealing with shady characters that don't have as much because inv- I feel like more exposed if somebody I'm too common with knows my shit like damn like somebody who's kind of a friend to me like but if it's very clear patient like my my therapist on campus Emporia State University is not that big when I tell you at first I was offended by how this bitch used to walk past me like you're not gonna speak or not but the level of confidentiality the level of detachment that these people have because right, it's because it's like you ain't even spot I, you don't even want i don't even want people to know that you know and that's like, exactly and because at first i was like why you gonna act like i didn't sit in there and just cry to you and give my whole life and soul to you two days ago yeah nah look after all the shit you just told me i wouldn't want to look at you in public either <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it you know what i'm saying you know too much of my business so I can't look me in the eye right now but the other side of it is yeah. to protect you out of protection of you and your business and your rights and FERPA and all types of other shit hippa hippa not FERPA. hippa, HIPAA. Yeah. HIPAA. Yeah. right i i also just need to pretend like I don't know, know anything about your real life unless I'm sure you initiate those things or, you know what I'm saying? And then they can respond accordingly or whatever. Yeah. But the more, most of, no, but you don't need to be potentially blackballed or stigmatized in your friend group for going to therapy. You know what I'm saying? So that's a sticky subject already. People yeah. make this space within it. And so, I mean, I get well, it. But, but let me ask you this though. So what do you think about this new, uh, and, and, and uh, Mark, Hey, I think I think people that do, you feel me, that sit down and can talk to them people and can get past them issues, like them type of trust issues, y'all brave folk. Y'all brave folk. And I'm a talkative-ass nigga. I share shit with people that I don't really know when it comes to certain shit, but when it comes to, like, uh, yeah, like, that's that's a, that's, that's just a, a level too deep. Yeah. That I'm, that, that, uh, too deep that I'm comfortable with right now. Who knows? Um, but what do y'all think about uh, the new shit where you can, like, text a therapist? Like, it's like, Uber for therapists now. Was it Squarespace? Is I definitely know one of the platforms. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, Malachi says, uh, "Why y'all answer that question?" Malachi says, "I would say to the average license, I would say the average licensed therapist is unqualified for more serious problems. Like if you have a problem with binge drinking or some serious trauma, a regular talk therapist might not be helpful. Definitely somebody who is more experienced or seasoned in certain types of traumas and issues." I mean, and here's the thing. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll share with you one of the conflicts I have with mental health and endorsing like therapy, knowing how expensive it is and how inaccessible it is, but also understanding that therapy is a craft. It takes a special type of person to take the shit that people dump on you and walk away. You know what I'm saying? Like as a professor, I'm in, I always laugh and say I'm in a dual role. Me and a, a colleague of mine were laughing today about the student tears. And I'm like, Nigga, we are professional bullshit spider spotters. We're professors. We are negotiators. We are yeah. psychiatrists. We are psychologists. I didn't pay people's bills and tuitions and shit, and I'll do it a thousand times over again. But I'm a banker and an accountant and all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? So like the burden on like how I leave and how I walk out of my office sometimes it be heavy, and I can only imagine. You know what I'm saying? Like I I wish we could pay therapists 
I wish they got paid more money than they do. At least the ones that, you know what I'm saying, like are on a sliding scale. Like I wish that that was a more legitimized and celebrated field because it does not take the average Joe or the average person to be able to take on other people's issues. That shit gets heavy. Like, say, I think people in clergy, like clergy people, people in ministry. Yeah. um, Yeah. Like they talk about it all the time. Like they, they just get the worst of everybody's everything. And they got to walk around and have lives, too, and be positive, too. So it's really hard because this is a, an expensive industry. And I feel like the people who run it and who participate in it deserve more. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I mean, the access to therapy is just not there. So it's kind of hard to tell people who are dealing with something you should go to therapy because, I mean, shit, in a lot of ways, I can't afford it. Not for real, for real. Not and still keep the same quality. Like There's going to be automatic trade-offs and sometimes deep trade-offs because therapy is expensive. So I think a lot about that back and forth. Like I want to tell people to go get more therapy, but real niggas can't. Like a lot of niggas can't afford it. And yeah, they can't afford it, but at the same time, it shouldn't be cheap because the work and the the emotional labor these people do is that immense. You know what I'm saying? And and so it's a weird Here's where you go with that nuance. Somewhere we stuck, we stuck in the middle, you know what I'm saying, of of this this thing we're trying to develop and, and move forward in with mental health. But I want to ask this question as we kind of close this out and get done, um, because you talked a lot about, you know, not going to therapy or not, you know, pivoting toward that direction for whatever reasons. And that, you know, yourself, you have knowledge yourself, you have understanding yourself, you know how to recognize issues and get yourself back on track. So what are some of your methods of Dominique is in crisis, Dominique is feeling some things, going through some things. What is your tactic of self-care? And then I want to go back uh, to answer to the question we asked a minute ago. So, I mean, this may sound weird, but um, I just go through this thing where I just look for anything that I could appreciate. Hmm. Like anything that I could just be like, I'm good. You feel me? Like, um, and, and, and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. It's, it's, it's a struggle Sometimes I'm break down. I mean, um, and really, if it goes, it go that far. You know, I call my wife or something. But it's more so. I just go. Th- I, I I start. I I go because I when I go through those type of anxiety. You know what I'm saying, Fitz? Mm-hmm. It's always like even right now, like I'm. I can quickly come start thinking about the worst case scenario. So what I do is. I kind of start walking myself back from that, like telling myself, "You tripping." You feel me? Like you really, like you really tripping. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, you know, yeah, this may be bad, but look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And once I kind of get away from like an all, like that all is lost feeling, I'm tip. I can I can navigate. I can navigate it from there. Um, but it, it starts with me really start just being more aware not getting not letting myself get lost in this one issue mm. like so this is what's fucking me up right now i'm not gonna get lost in just that uh and i, I, after, I try to, yeah go ahead no nah, and then i try to keep my hand in, in a few different pots because then it's like all right let me let me put myself into something productive like let me read or let me you know what i'm saying let me just sit and watch the news real quick let me develop an uh an, an analysis <laughs> But Tiffany said that's almost like sweeping under the rug, like a temporary fix, a band-aid on the issue instead of surgery. Oh, but see what but what if it don't need surgery, right? What if it just need a band-aid? What if it just hurt a little bit? 
like hurt a little bit right now. I mean, and I'll say that, and that, that, uh, I don't know, you know, because I don't want to be too overly direct with this statement, but I watch a lot of Grays and uh, one of phenomenons. No, but what I'm saying, in agreement with what you're saying, one of the most interesting phenomenons is when they make decisions on what doesn't, does or doesn't need surgery, right? When they have to, as people who are trained to cut into people, make decisions about when it's not time to cut, when it's time to take other processes or other paths to mm. healing or providing treatment. You know what I'm saying? So I think there is a little bit of balance in both ways. Like, I mean, in, in both of y'all's comments and statements, you know what I'm saying? Like, Tiffany's absolutely correct. That the same thing that forces you into this moment of separating it from everything else is the same thing that you're not dealing with and handling certain shit. And you have to be honest with yourself about that. The tumor is not as benign as you thought. It is absolutely malignant. And it's starting to stretch and expand. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's toxic for you. And you need to deal with it straight up and, you know, on its face. But some of life's shit that it just throws at us, you know what I'm saying? That can really knock you off your square. You do yeah. have to be able to separate that as like, this is temporary. This is inconvenient. This is a struggle for me. But it's not. And and I'll, ew, I'm going to put a pin in what I'm about to say. But the whole notion that it's not as bad as it could be you know, ends up being a place of solace that you have to go to sometimes because you got to recognize that shit is bad, but other possible scenarios that you have to kind of navigate or deal with. Um, I want to go back up because I can talk about but it. And, 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 I, and I say, I'm going to say that I'm going to, I'll say this to that real quick. Um, I think I, I that, that Gray's analogy was actually better than I thought it was. Thank you. You tried to set me. It was up. better than I thought it was going to be. Um and uh yeah yeah oh no I and... just I ain't never felt I ain't never felt like I'm also a spiritual person though I ain't super religious but I'm a spiritual person and so even even though you know that's that's a cliche statement um but I mean it's 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 honest because it's like. You know, I pray. You mm-hmm. I mean, and that, that's not to, you know, yeah. yeah I, and I know it come with shit like that when niggas say shit like that, but it's like it helped me. You feel me? Like that's one thing that kind. Of, and then also, and also thinking of it as bigger outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Like I think about, you know, what I'm saying it's a lot of people going through what I'm going through, experiencing what I'm experiencing, and it's people that's going through it worse. You feel me? Like that's in. It's easier for it's easy for me to get caught up in myself and say that you know what I'm dealing with right now is just this all encompassing thing. When you know reality says otherwise, and I know mm-hmm. it, I see it, I got loved ones and experiencing it, all of that. So you know, and it may just be I'm in a place in life where I have I, I'm I have the comfortability and the luxuries or whatever that allows me. To and spirituality does have an amazing placebo effect on mental health. It, uh-huh. it it's it's a wonderful feeling because regardless of what you think about spirituality or religion or whatever, the the calmness that a nigga get from it can't be denied. Um, but yeah, I I just try not to get caught up in myself and um, yeah, that's why I'm right a therapist. 
and keep uh, that shit. Your insistence of that is just you have to stop. Um, <laughs> but I do want to get to because I think this almost and this is why I'm I'm comfortable making this connection between you know text therapy and kind of getting therapy and alternative ways and alternative paths and self care. Mark says texting could be a helpful form of therapy for some people, um, especially in this day and age where so many people are more comfortable texting and talking. It can be a lot easier to text things and to say things for a lot of people especially spoke folks who grew up with smartphones it has its drawbacks and i would imagine it would i would imagine though we all know how texting cameras on a miscommunication sometimes there are some things lost and that's what my biggest fear was because i thought about talkspace too right i was like i'm gonna just instead of paying to go to a therapist or whatever i'm gonna just kind of connect to somebody and bring somebody into the loop but a lot of this stuff is gonna have to go through me and i thought about how you know how much compassion i needed how much sympathy I needed, empathy I needed, and how I probably wasn't going to get that via a message. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe a little bit here or there, but, like, when I look for validation, you know, if I'm looking for affirmation, look, like, it's something in somebody's voice. The sincerity of I feel you, I understand that you're not tripping, that, you know what I'm saying, like, that that what you are explaining is something familiar to me. Like, you can type that and say that shit, but you're still going to be a le- level in what we call in communication study is paralanguage. Um, you know what I'm saying? Not the words that you're saying, not the actual things you're saying, but how you're saying and the pace and the tone and uh, a lot of the, the volume and the level of interrogation and active listening. And are you nodding while I'm talking? And uh, those are things that you just don't get via a text message. Yeah, why it, it makes it kind of weird. <laughs> you said what? I said, let me stop nodding. No, I'm just nodding my ass. Oh, that's a good thing. Oh, feedback oh, is important. It's an important part of the communication. You know, I tell I tell people I'm a good listener. Be lying. Yeah, Lord. I mean, listen, I can't help it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna toot my own horn like that. I'm not about to. Do, you know what I was about to do. <laughs> I ain't gonna do that. Though. I ain't gonna do that though. But go ahead, and put a bow in it though. Let the people, let let the people know what we should. Um, in terms of uh, what you want them to leave with when it comes to this mental health conversation, moving into the colder, darker. You know what I'm saying times of the year. Tip of the iceberg conversation, especially from my perspective. Um, but cause there's so much more that needs to be said about this, but I think my biggest takeaway from this conversation is to learn yourself in these moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of falling down a rabbit hole of, I don't know what's frustrating me. I don't know why I'm so angry or down. Oh, it's just the, the environment and the weather. And I'm just going to let that kind of be what it is and not look deeper. Start having realistic conversations with yourself about how to deal with your emotions and your moods in the face of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Don't just experience it. Don't just go through it. And because it's seasonal or whatever, it's just like, I'm going to deal with it. No, like that means hone in. That means focus in. That means maybe this time of the year is when you do your recalibrating of self-care. You figure out if maybe some stuff don't work. Maybe what you need is to be introduced to new tactics and techniques, new activities, new people, right? Like changing up your shit and making sure that you're not falling on the same things that carried you through last winter. You know what I'm saying? It's super important because as these seasons change, your life is changing around it, right? The the constraints, the demands, the issues, the problems, the concerns in your life have changed. And so I imagine as they change, you're going to have to reconfigure how you respond to those specifically and intentionally during times like this this year. So, I mean, I love talking to people about mental health because you end up with people who are like, I would never go to therapy. I would, but when it, I would never do this. I would never do that. I would prefer to do this. I prefer to do that. And all of that shit is realistic because it is your inner self. It is, you know, the person that you have to go to bed with every night and wake up with every morning. And so you want to be in tune with what uh, Cat Williams used to say. You got to be in tune with your star player. You know what I'm saying? You are your star player. Like, if you don't know that person better than anybody else, you're running a bad franchise. And so 
all of those things are super important. Just make sure that you are doing the intentional work of knowing self, of connecting with self, of handling self, and you know, bringing your shit full circle. That way, you're not just up here just free falling through these weird, awkward seasonal months where things that are out of your control can affect your mental health. So, yeah, it, it, it can happen. It can happen quickly. Exactly. Um, exactly. But uh this has been another great another great another great episode uh we miss george but it is what it is i like toya more than george anyway that's because we don't we will argue we can't argue you just don't want that smoking so he gives you a bigger fight than i will you don't have to do uh listen listen listen. we we we're 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 kindred spirits sure sure (laughs) but anyway yo i appreciate y'all everybody came out um, thank you for the likes, comments. Enjoy uh, having y'all part of the conversation. To continue the conversation, follow the page on Facebook at The Chop Up on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at The Chop Up Show on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube at The Chop Up Show on YouTube. You feel me? Follow me on Instagram at The Political Plug, Toya. At Toya G, at Higher Definition Leadership. Uh, our higher definition LEC at higher definition LEC, either one of those. Holla at me straight up. Hey, and definitely got to give a final shout out to Post Pub Digital, that is our social media manager. You know, me been helping getting a lot of the information put out there. Uh, but if you need social media marketing, hit up Post Pub Digital on Facebook, you feel me, and they can get your shit cracking. It's lit. Shout but out to another edition. Real quick, shout out, to, shout out to everybody who chimed in, said some stuff, commented, great feedback. Malachi, Tiffany, Mark, much love to y'all. Everybody else out there who's listening, who stayed tuned with us, we bang with y'all the long way. Dominique, close it out, my bad. Yo, and remember, we are now, we both on Facebook and YouTube. So if you ain't trying to sit on Facebook, you can pop us up on the computer on YouTube. Either way, it go. Either way, Period. it go. But this is the chopper peace out be easy lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details